Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and you're listening to episode 80 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, family business, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to episode 80, entitled Getting My Kids to Listen to Me. Um... I thought that I'd put this episode on based off a number of inquiries I've had recently. How do I get my kids to pay attention to me? How do I get them to listen to the amazing life lessons that I've uh, got to impart? How do I get them to do the things I uh, I want them to do? Um, look, <laughs> the reality is how do we get anyone to do anything, to be perfectly honest? Um, but there are ways in which we can maximise the opportunity that we will be heard um, and that our kids will um, attune and pay attention to us. So no guarantees here, but um, there are approaches that maximise the opportunity that we will um, get the responses that we ideally want or some version of them. Um, and then there's ways in which we inadvertently get in, in our own way and stop our children from responding positively to us. So uh, one, one of the things that's, that's, you know, paradoxically um, very important is if we want our children to listen, the first thing we need to do is we need to listen. Um, we, we need to spend more time attuned to our children um, to, to, and to, to seeing our children as they are. You know, um, children aren't carbon copies of us. They've got their own personalities. Got, they've got their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, their own passions and interests, and these things emerge at a very, very early stage. And what I find sometimes is parents um, are so desperate to have their children avoid the pains and mistakes that they themselves went through that they they inadvertently end up um, denying their children real opportunities. Um, you know, Life is as life is, and sometimes, you know, we perceive that things are going well, and sometimes we perceive that things aren't. Um, and I can't speak for anyone else, but some of my greatest lessons, some of the things that have brought me to a deeper and richer understanding of life, which is, is still growing and developing, are, are those really, really challenging moments. And so is, is the fear of our children having challenging moments in their life is that about them or is that about the pain we will experience watching children have those learning experiences? So am I actually trying to spare my children or am I actually trying to spare myself? And in the process of trying to spare the pain I'm going to feel about watching my children in pain, I'm actually getting in the way of creating strong, confident, resilient individuals. And this comes in a number of ways. You know, when we pre prematurely and consistently intervene to, to solve our children's problems rather than giving them sufficient space and support to tap into their own internal resources, their own problem-solving skills, and, and work things out for themselves. That, that's, a, that's an artistry, um, and some children need us to stay 
closer to them and offer more support and guidance than others do. And that, again, is about, you know, seeing and knowing your child and attuning to your child and, and then um, parenting accordingly. Um, because there's there's no uh, one size fits all process here. Um, the other thing that sometimes happens is that, you know, we've got all these um, uh, parenting tips and advices and pieces of wisdom that we want we, we desperately want to share with our children you know and especially when children come towards the teenage years um, and they start to um, organically look more towards their um, uh, influences of their own age and then we've, we've got of course the influences of, of the internet reaching in from a very um, early stage these days and um, they naturally, uh, you know, start to kind of reach out further into the world and pay attention more and more broad, broadly than, than the family system. And they're not so interested in, in engaging and hearing the wisdom of mum and dad. Um, but from time to time, they show openness, they show receptivity. And then if you handle that poorly, what you'll do is you'll, you'll see that, you know, the window opens a slight crack um, so to speak, and you try to drive into that small space. Um, I'm going to pack into that moment of receptivity 20 essential life lessons according to me. Um, and then paradoxically, all this does is cause the child to shut down again um, because you've come at them, you've overloaded them, you've, you've given them too much, um, you haven't uh, paced their degree of openness and receptivity, um, and perhaps you've come at them with way too much intensity. Um, I see so many parents uh, directing their children from a place of intensity. Oh, for goodness sakes, you just stop doing that. That's not what you need to do. Look, it's just so important that you sit down and you do your studies because otherwise, how are you going to get a good job? How are you going to get on in life? Um, we, we do far better if we're delivering insights from a place of calmness um, because sometimes it's our intensity that we're driving at children with that they've got no choice but to close down um, be because they can't handle the emotionality that's coming at them, and rightly so. I mean, think of yourself when some an adult comes at you with too emotion, too much emotionality, too much intensity. Um, you, you know, it, does it make us more open and receptive, or does it inadvertently close us down and make us more more um, more defensive? So we've got to be. Uh, and look, this is this is not easy. When we're anxious, we're anxious about, you know, imparting lessons to our children that will help them um, in their life going forward. But we really have to be able to step back with clarity, objectivity, a bit of strategic approach um, and, and really read the child in front of us. Um, sometimes parents get so deep into parenting from the past, you know, I, I, I I, I had a childhood that was, you know, I didn't have enough boundaries in my life. And, and so I'm going to really make sure that my child has heaps of rules, regulations and boundaries. And they're going to be very rigid because I didn't get that. And I feel I really needed it. Well, one, maybe you did. Um, uh, and, you know, you're not your child. And if you overcompensate, you're only going to create a different set of problems. And again, that would be parenting from the past, not parenting from the present. Um, and so we're looking, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do everything we can to be in the moment. The other element of being parenting in the moment is we're more present with our children, you know, and we are really 
fundamentally taking those moments just to be with our children. So we're not using every moment with our child as an opportunity to direct or correct or consequence. Um, there are just moments where we're just being with our children and thoroughly enjoying them because that really strengthens the relational bond. And the stronger the bond is, the more willing children will be and, and um, to, to connect and to hear you and even reach out for advice if, if you're, you're the kind of person that can deliver that advice and, and support in calm, uh, non-intense, overbearing um, ways or, you know, you've, you've just lectured your child for 40 straight minutes on something. This, this really doesn't help you in the long term and it certainly doesn't help their level of receptivity. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping those exchanges um, brief and, we're, and we're, we're really watching our child to when we get a sense, okay, I think, I think they're full up. I think they've had enough for now. Um, and, and sometimes our children will say that, okay, okay, thank you. Um, and, and, and then you, you've got to play the long game rather than go, oh, no, no, I haven't finished my lesson. Um, because this is about parenting effectiveness rather than um, all I want to do is I'll feel better if I get this off my chest. Um, but I've done that. I, I've, I've parented from a place of it's about my relief, um, not about um, the child and, and what's most effective for them and keeping them in openness and receptivity. So, you know, one of the one of the kind of rules of thumb is that if we if parents over 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 talk or over speak, um, this inevitably drives children into under listening. Um, and it's the same in terms of adult couples where you meet, you'll often, you know, you might meet a couple and one does all the talking and, and so as a result the other one tends to stay silent. That's that's their relational paradigm that they've developed. You know, and I'll, I'll sometimes get parents who come to me and their concern is that their children don't leave enough space for other children. Oh, my, my child just tends to dominate conversations and talk over everybody. And nine times out of ten, the, the, the parent, you know, where they'll have got that is, is from, you know, modelling um, the way that their parent does it because the parent talks too much. The parent doesn't leave enough room for other people. Um, and that, again, becomes one of the key, the key elements is... You know, what kind of messages directly and indirectly are we sending to our children about, you know, how to listen, um, how to stay present with other people, how to give them space, how to deliver, you know, um, messages with effectiveness but consideration for the receiver. So there's a lot of sort of elements here um, and it, it's really, you know, when you've got something you want to impart to your child, um, there's a couple of key things that potentially will, will help that message to be received. One is make sure you're delivering it from the calmest place you can. Um, you're taking all the intensity off it um, and approaching it very, very, very gently. And sometimes that's making sure that you're not standing over a child and talking down to them. But ideally, um, one of the softest ways is where, you know, we're walking together. So we're side by side or we're sitting side by side. And then I'm, you know, in a moment where we're connected, we're good, we're laughing, then I might kind of, hey, you know, there was this thing that I, I just wanted to talk to you about, um, you, you know, so we're keeping the conversations, you know, as light and, and unintense as possible. Um, we're being aware of how much our child can hear in the moment and knowing that that's going to vary. Um, sometimes, you know, we, we might only get a couple of minutes of, of 
openness from the child and and we're taking what we can get so that we're not the child isn't feeling like every time they open up and become receptive all they're going to get is 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 bombarded um, by words and intensity because all that's going to do is cause them to be less likely to open up so we're being really gentle and respectful with those moments of, of openness and connection that our child we have the privilege to receive from our child um, and then of course we're making sure that we're we're creating those spaces where we're just spending time um, with our children, enjoying them, because strengthening the relational bond is so, so important. Um, so remember, over-talking leads to under-listening, <laughs> both with children and adults. So if I can leave you with those four tips, sure, there's plenty more that we can talk about, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that those sort of things... Um, and the, the, the aspects that we've talked about today will help to give you some more insight about navigating, um, you know, the, the demands of parenting. And really, it's, it's understanding that um, we're doing everything we can to, to, to create a, a platform of safety, openness and receptivity with our children. Um, and, and then we're, you know, we're really looking for those moments, however large or small they are where we've got that chance to, to speak and talk about the things we need to talk about. Um, and when that moment's passed, it's passed, but there'll be another one coming around the corner if, if we're really focused on keeping lovingness um, and attention and, and connection with our children. And we're, we're really attuning to our children and seeing the person they are and parenting from the present, not ideas and rules of the past, but really we're able to be genuine and connected with our, our children in the moment. And, um, you, you know, I think there can be no greater joy um, than those opportunities to really see, you know, beautiful little ones open up and show their complete selves to us and, and that we're able to greet that without judgment, just, just joy. Um, so thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope it's for those of you who are parents or considering the parenting journey. I hope this helps. Um, and I wish everyone who's listening, as always, all the best on their life path. Um, and if you're just joining the show, uh, thank you. Uh, welcome. And if you want to support the program further, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe and leave a five star review. It helps the reach of the program. Um, and I'd be very grateful as I'm um, very keen to um, share some of these ideas and insights as widely as possible. Um, and for those who've been journeying along with the program right throughout the course, um, for, you know, as, as always, my profoundest thanks and gratitude. I really appreciate you taking some of your precious time to use listening to, to the show. And of course, if you've got episode ideas, please reach out, uh, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, I also do one-to-one -one consultation um, around personal and business dynamics. And then, of course, private and public trainings as well on all uh, aspects of people dynamics and people performance. So thank you. Um, till next time, bye for now.